Empowering our communities with one conversation at a time. This is BMB Radio. Tell it like it is on ZRadioLive.com. Hey, what's up out there in Radio Land? We are here, BMB. Tell it like it is. We are with you for an hour, for a little bit more than an hour, to tell you what's going on in our world and and politics, sports, and entertainment, and whatever else just comes to our mind. Um, we are three best friends that grew up together. We just talk and know it and see what's going to happen. Uh, BMB, the B stands for B Mac, Melbourne, and B Brown. And make sure you follow us on our pages on Facebook, BMB Tell Like It Is, YouTube, BMB Empower, and Instagram, BMB3, to keep up with us, what's going on, and what and how we can give you information when we're not on the air. Uh, just like, share, and subscribe so you can keep up with us. But we're going to kick it off with this first song, and we hope you enjoy it. And as soon as that song is over, we're going to get to talking. Let's get into it, fellas. Get into it.
Y'all, we are back. We are back again. This is B to the M to the doggone B, y'all. What's up? What's up with it? Uh, man, we got on? another show for y'all. Uh, we got a good one tonight. Uh, we got a lot of topics we're going to talk about, some some good. We're going to also um, get into some pretty deep stuff. Deep stuff. Yeah, some yeah. pretty deep stuff. And so, um, man, once again, I got my so guys deep here. You couldn't even think of it, huh? So deep, I couldn't think of it myself. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all, let's let's get started. I got my guys with me, man. I got I got Brent over here. Uh, Brent, what's going on tonight, man? What you doing? I, I, I'm like you. I, it's, <laughs> I'm so deep in thought, I can't even talk. <laughs> so deep in thought, I can't talk. Can't even talk. Gordon, just don't know. Just got a drink in my cup, and I'm just. <laughs> Man, hold up. And man and hold up. Yeah, hallelujah. <laughs> Tell God thank you because you because you got this, too much drinking. You did so good to you. Just can't do it all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, Meldry, man. What's what's going on, Meldry? How you doing, man? Man, I'm doing good, man. It's 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 good to be here. Good to be back in the discussion. We took we took a week off, but we we back. Mm-hmm. We back again. We won't stop. No. Ain't stop, won't stop. We won't stop. <laughs> so this is the BMB show. We getting started, man. Uh, of course, we're going to start off with uh, sports uh, with Mel. We're also going to talk about NFL and the race moment uh, debate that's going on right now uh, with that. Um, uh, we're also going to talk about mental health um, and Naomi Osaka and how she's bringing awareness to mental health in the sport and what that means. We're going to have some new topics um, devoted to our relationship series that we're going to talk about today. Long distance relationships is one of the issues that we're going to be dealing with. And we also have a, another issue that another going to bring up later. Monique has a message uh, for young women, um, and I think just for young people in general. Um, and so we're going to deal with that as well, just because we have a, a, an opinion about it and how we feel. And then we got a story about Optimistic. If you guys don't know about that song. And some of you guys, I'm sure, may have heard it and just didn't realize who who wrote it and and I guess who produced it. And so, man, this is uh, the BNB show, man. Let, let, let's get started, man. Uh, man, what's going on with sports? What's going on, everybody? You know what I'm saying? It's the sports guy here. We're going to get into it a little bit. Uh, everybody knows it is the uh, playoff time in the NBA. Uh, so, you know, uh, got some. Got some good game. Actually, got a game that just ended. It's a win for Brooklyn. I, I for some, I thought it was going to be a little bit better game than this. Now it's just it's only been two games, so we'll 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 see what happens when they, you know, when they go back to to Milwaukee. It was Brooklyn last couple of games and put a whooping on them. You know, they they got the Avengers over there. You know, they got the super team. You know, so they trying to, as everybody would say, cheat their way to a championship. You know, so we'll we'll see what happens in the future with those guys. The goat, the king, is he's out in the first round for the first time in his career. Thank in you. His 18 years, the very first time in his career, he loses in the first round. And Unlike, people are hating on that. So. I mean, it's ridiculous the amount of hate and just backlash and like, oh, he's washed up. I'm like, okay, the man is 36 years old. He can't do the same, even though it's even though it seems like he's Superman and he's inhuman, and he can do all this stuff because he can. But it's like he didn't he didn't get enough help. You know what I'm saying? And when I say that, I'm saying like 
everybody, they were, you know, the whole they they weren't they weren't as healthy as they were in the bubble last season. And they just didn't have it this time. You know what I'm saying? Like last year, they I think they were able to put it together. And then you had, and you got to think about it. They didn't have a full off season neither, right. so they were still trying to get healthy. And then went right in. I think they might have had two months off, maybe, yeah, if that. They didn't have very much time, you know. And everybody else in the NBA who didn't go who didn't go to the bubble, they had a whole off season, you know, to get ready for it, you know. And whereas they didn't, you know, what I'm saying so, it, it would have been really difficult for them to repeat, you know, uh, especially with them not being 100 percent healthy. Uh, 18 years in the league. Uh, his first time he's gone out in the first round. Um, I know I, I saw some stats the other day where uh, I think MJ went out in the first round three times. I think Kobe went out in the first round three times. Uh, so I mean, it's it's one of those things that it's just man, they it's it's a it's an amazing feat, you know. Then something to see because you what do you normally see when you see LeBron finals in the finals every single year? You don't never you hardly ever see him go out. In the first round, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. very first time after his 18th year in the league, you know. So what do you who do you guys feel? The other LA team had to come back and uh and and come back from the, the jaws of defeat uh to win their series. Mm-hmm. Um so I mean it's almost like a flip-flop. Like like last year, uh the Clippers were supposed to be the one to go win the championship, and and it was like LA was probably a year too early, but it was the exact opposite, you know. Clippers so, get beat. I don't know who they play they, next. They they play jazz. They play the Utah. They play Utah. Yeah, Utah is actually the number one. Is the number one seed too. Um, yeah, man, ain't gonna in be the, no in easy game. No, it's not. And it's, they, they really didn't have no easy game against Dallas. They, they just I think Dallas. I, I don't know, man. I think I guess Dallas is just ran out of gas or, or what? I don't know. Like Luca would be on fire and then he go cold. And he wasn't getting no help from nowhere else, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. but I, but he he's a young guy. He gonna be around for a while. Uh, so like dirt, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think the I think the Denver and Phoenix series is gonna be really good. That's gonna be a good oh, one. Yeah. Uh, Philly, you know Philly and in Atlanta, they had a good game yesterday. Uh, you know Atlanta is up. Trey Young is a is a is a is a up and coming star. He's starting to come into his own, just like Devin Booker with Phoenix. Those two guys are going to be something to uh, to to witness for the next several years. Uh, like I said, uh, and Brooklyn's up on Milwaukee 2-0, you know. So uh, I'm, I'm 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 I don't know. It's a, to me, it's a toss up. You know, I don't. I mean, the only really big names, you know, well, the besides, you know, Brooklyn. I mean, they. They kind of look like they might be the favorite just because of who they have. You know, I think uh, Harden is – he didn't play. So, I guess he's dealing with some kind of uh, injury or something. So, maybe they just resting him. they saving him for, for the rest of the playoffs, you know. So, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see how – we'll see how that goes. Um, but, but yeah, man, I mean, y'all have any – what how do you – what do y'all think of the – the playoff. What do you, what do you, y'all have any thoughts? I want to see uh, the Nets and the 76ers. I kind of think those two are going yeah. um, oh, to the conference finals. Yeah, I kind of think those two will be in the finals. Yeah. Um, and then you got Phoenix. You know who's good too? They're playing good. They are. And so I think they're going to, um, they'll be there too in the conference finals in the West. And then the uh, Jazz and Clippers, man, I, I'm, I'm thinking the Jazz will pull it out. No, Utah. Utah is nice. Utah. Utah got some, got some, some ballers over there. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, hey, 
And it's a lot of times it's not really how many superstars you've got. It's just how well your team uh, meshes. You know what I'm saying? How well your team. Uh, you we know San Antonio is the is the is the uh, oh the poster child the poster it. child of of, 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 of team. team yeah <laughs> team playing yeah team right. ball team playing mm-hmm. the only other team I would say that might would be that you could put up there with them was that Detroit team that won uh, uh, back in the early two thousands no. uh, when they uh, they had Ben Wallace Rip, uh, Rip Hamilton and. Mm-hmm. But uh, Chauncey Billups, those that, that team, Rasheed Wallace, Tayshawn Prince, yeah, they had they had a true team. Like everybody played their everybody, role perfectly, yeah. you know. So, but I mean, that's really what it. I mean, like when you got a a, a a team like that, man, it's just that there's it's difficult to stop because everybody everybody has their role that they play. The part of me wanted to just to go back to what you were saying about L.A. I kind of wonder why they got got rid of some of those pieces, man, because. Um, yeah, they, they had Dwight they had, was a, du- they had a good team. Dwight, they had Dwight Howard there, who uh-huh. who basically took a lot of pressure off of Anthony Davis, and then um, who else? It was Dwight Howard and the other big guy they had, Javale McGee. Javale McGee, yeah. So Anthony Davis didn't have to uh, do as much work down in the post when you got Dwight down there, you know? Right, exactly. Um, and then they had Rondo, you know, and so right. yeah, Rondo would help LeBron, you know, when LeBron would leave, Rondo would take over. Right, and so now they. Yeah, I would say they had they had more offense with Schroeder, but Rondo is you know he's playoff experience and he knows what to do in certain situations. Right, you know he could he could drive he could drive to the hoop and then kick it you know to somebody's wide open, mm-hmm. but but he knows that that you know he if knows. I go to the hoop if they they collapse on me I got somebody waiting to shoot or right. whatever. But if they if they don't collapse I'm gonna go up. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a score, you know. So yeah, yeah. It's one of those. Like I said, they got they got a lot of scoring from Schroeder. Um, they probably needed some more, especially the last couple of games. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I know they I know they needed some more from the last couple of games. Yeah. Uh, like I said, he's he's a better offensive weapon, but as far as basketball IQ, I think uh, Rondo's is is a, you know better than him in that department. In other sports news, uh, we all know, and you know, man, and I and and I and I didn't even. I meant to tell you, I, I honestly forgot about the fight. Uh, <laughs> I really did. I, and for some reason, I was thinking it was, I don't know, I was thinking it was in July or it was later. And I kept hearing, I was like, anybody going to watch the fight? And then I was like, the fight? Who? Oh, they fighting tonight? I was like, oh, man. So I, and we, and we, we discussed earlier that nobody really, we just really seen the highlights. And Brent said he fell asleep on the fight. So we all know, you know, how that kind of went to me. I, I was feeling like it was going to be just like the uh, McGregor fight, you know, um, it's a, you know, <laughs> not real serious, you know, do enough to entertain, you know, and then him walk out with a huge check, you know, mm-hmm. and as he did this time, uh, $40 million worth of check, you know, and I, I and I, I remember at one point in time, they said he still hadn't cashed that check from the Pacquiao fight. Hundred million dollars. I know it was at least a year or two after that fight, and he had posted on his Instagram that he still hadn't cashed that check. Like, bruh, how much money do you have to have? Well, you don't. You don't need to cash a hundred million dollar check. Paper view going. Paper view probably going like, uh, dude, can you cash this check, please, so we can, <laughs> so we can get our funds right, right. <laughs> Me, I'd have went to the bank quick. I mean, uh, several banks. 
<laughs> here, 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 put a portion here, put a portion here. But yeah, man, that's 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 nuts. But you know, I mean, you you ought to know if he agrees to do something like that, it's it's all about money. And it, it's the, the the dollar bill, the dollar dollar bill, y'all. Right. That's that's what it's gonna be. that's what it's about, you know. And then I, I and I saw some of the highlights of uh uh Chad Johnson's fight. Uh, and, and and I've actually and I actually saw some of his training videos. He 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 held his own, you know, coming from a whole different sport, unlike the other person coming from the other sport, uh, where he was just done, and uh, in a couple in a, in, a, in a few seconds he was out. Uh, old Robinson, Nathan. Nate Robinson. <laughs> hey, Chad did a whole lot better than what he did. He 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 got hit and he got he got knocked on the canvas, but he got up, you know. But his 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 entire showing in the fight got him a lot of respect. I saw a lot of tweets where, you know, people were, you know, showing him respect, showing him love, saying it takes a, you know, it, it takes a, a person with a, uh, uh, you know, with, with nerves of steel to get in that ring, you know, and it really does, you know, right. especially coming from another sport, but the sport he came from, uh, it takes a lot of nerves and especially right. at, the, at the position that he played a wide receiver, you got to be uh, brave enough to run across the middle where you can run into somebody that's 240 pounds full speed. Boom. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it, it, it takes a, it takes an individual with some, some nerves. That fight was a whole lot better than Snoop Dogg coming back saying, precious Lord, take my hand. Oh, man, I, I, that won't be, that'll be one I will soon not forget. Right. Soon not forget. Since we're talking about uh, uh, the NFL on the race norming you got some information on it what i was reading on it and so for i guess players um that deal with like concussions and like um they can get like certain i guess like benefits uh from the nfl for mm-hmm. it okay um i think as they yeah. should right in my opinion should. right and so but what was going on is that um, i guess there was a um Race Norman was something they were doing back in the 90s, and they just, for some reason, kept applying it to players. Mm-hmm. Basically, it, it said that um, your players of color, uh, what they would do, they would in- increase their, um, like their, I guess, their test scores right. for, uh, like, these issues. I guess so they could get help or get funding through the NFL for these, these issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but what happened is here recently – Doctors have been using that increase in testing or that race color or players of color that they were getting, it, it was, they were using that against them. Right. Um, so they were getting, actually getting less funding and less help with mental issues or mental issues or, or with um, concussions uh, that they mm-hmm. should have been. So um, it was basically being used for something that it shouldn't have been used for. Um, what the original it basically was being used for something that was not supposed to be based on the original intention of what race right. normal was supposed to be and so uh you got them and they're in like a billion dollar lawsuit you got players of mm-hmm. color who have uh, filed a lawsuit against the nfl for these practices and so they're working on uh, trying to come up with like a new formula things like that to get these players help uh that they need um you know going forward but that's kind of that was kind of what i took from it that, that's that's basically it, Preston. Because yeah. yeah. you got to look, race norming is a medical term, and you, I was I was doing some more reading on that. You know, 
the man that was known to help with women reproductive organs, he looked at enslaved black women that they couldn't, they didn't need anesthesia because they don't feel pain. Uh-huh. So this is that's another form of race norming. So you know, this has been going on for cent yeah, for centuries. And now yeah. you're seeing it in the NFL and these players are making noise about it. And you know, they're dealing come on, what ninety what ninety one percent of the NFL is us? Right. So yeah. it's gonna be more um more of these issues coming from retiree black retirees other than white because we're the majority and we're getting yeah. treated the worst with worse care yeah. right. so you you want to use it's just like you use up all the my gift for your entertainment and then now when i and need then, help right and then when i need help and i i can't and i need help and now i'm just like i'm no good to you earl campbell okay okay mm-hmm. earl campbell Played all them years for Houston Oilers. That coach ran the death out of that man. You know, you and now look at him. Can't right. even walk. You know, if you play, you play anytime. If you ever played defensive tackle or offensive line, if you've played offense, if you ever played on on a on a on a, if you were a, a, a lineman, whether it was defense or offense, you you hitting somebody every single play. You know, running backs are getting hit by people every single play. Right. You know, I mean. The court, you know, even the quarterback when they they get hit a lot, you know, and it's a, it's a contact, full contact sport. So you running at some point in time, you're gonna run into somebody running full speed, and you know, and that don't feel good. And you over, you know, several years, you know, of doing that, and after that, your body right. is yeah, your body is just just brutal right. you know, and brittle, I should say. You know, it's just you know because it's a it's a violent sport. You know, that's why you see. You know, that's why you see a lot of guys who, who can play basketball for, you know, so many years. And then uh, guys in baseball can play for so many years and golfers can play for so many years. You know, now basketball is more physical than uh, than probably baseball and, and golf right. for sure. You know, because you're doing a lot of running and jumping and stuff like that. You put a lot of stress on your muscles and joints and stuff um, because you have to use your athleticism. Uh, but you at the same time you're not running you're not running into nobody with pads on full speed. Full speed. With that being said, I'm saying the NFL is definitely probably, definitely the most violent sport other than rugby. You know because they don't it's, and, that's, and I would say that because they don't wear padding. You know, um, and they're and, and they're a full contact sport as well. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, you definitely need. I, I think players definitely need some kind of. Uh, insurance or, or, you know, benefits or something. Get this, Meldrick. Um, I was listening to today on the Black News Channel. I can't remember. He was a uh, wide receiver. And he was talking about after you leave the NFL, your benefits only last five years after you leave. And he said after he left, he had to have nine surgeries, you know, from all that blunt trauma that he dealt with. Right. And all those concussions he had. And he said, you could put a pillow on my head with tenfold or something like that. He used. He said, I would get a concussion from that. Because wow. now my brain is constantly touching my skull because. Yeah, he's rattling around. It's, rattling, it's basically rattling around in his head. And yeah. he said that, that that insurance only lasts five years after you leave the league. 
So that's, he said I wasn't. He said I wasn't in that long enough to get the pension. Right. So, man, it, 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 that's that's a lot. And uh, I think lastly with this, it was the wives that are really putting forth this effort for this lawsuit because look, they're probably the main ones that are suffering from not yeah. just more so the players, but the family. Because yeah. you know, they dealing with PTSD, they can't they not sleeping. Uh the the brother on the black news channel, he talking about they having these weird mood swings because his skull is touching his brain is touching his skull. Mm-hmm. And right. his, his wife is having to deal with this, so they're suffering just as bad. Yeah, hopefully, this this brings um, awareness to it, and they're able to get it fixed. Right, they, you know, they, they, everybody need to get they they just do. They need to look at their staff, man, and who are the people on these staff making these decisions? Are these just a a staff of just you know a board or, or people of all? all doctors of a certain color? Are these doctors mixed of race? Or are these, you know, do you have doctors who understand what these players go through? You know, who are the people who are making these decisions? Because Mm -hmm. this thing was supposed to be something good in the beginning, but it ended up turning against the players um, in the end. And that's why a lot of these players are now, you know, that's that's why this lawsuit and things came up, come about. And so, you know, the NFL is going to have to really look at that and look at where where they missed a boat, you know, and where things got I think so, yeah. Yeah, where things got turned around and start holding these these people uh in the medical field they're accountable. Um, whether it's white doctors, you know, or doctors of color, whoever's there making these decisions need to be held accountable for them. And to probably also bring up as well is that some of these teams and owners and GMs, a lot of times they give the doctor instructions, oh well. Like how bad is he hurt? Or if he's not hurt that bad, you don't have to worry about him. You can just, right. yeah. you know, yeah. leave him be. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. that's what I'm saying. The the medical professional, they know. I mean, they know how to properly uh, evaluate somebody, right? Um, but they're they're using these norms to basically reevaluate. Or so if they evaluate you, and they determine, oh, he's got, you know, one of these. Uh, He's got one of these brain issues or brain uh, brain disease, mm-hmm. right. um, but then they come back and then um, apply like a race norm to that evaluation. And right. then after that, you don't qualify for the benefits anymore based off of that. Um, because they say it's normal. Yeah, because they say, oh, well, now because we applied this race norm or whatever factor, he's normal, you know, like everyone else. And so right. just just that. You being a professional, you being in a profession that long, knowing that, and this person probably really needs help. And if I apply this formula or whatever it is, you know, and they don't get help, you know, I those people probably should be held accountable for somewhere. Right. I mean, yeah, they lose their license, lose their job, you know, yeah, all that. You you shouldn't like if you know someone needs help, then get them, you know, get them. Um, other things have been going on in sports as well, as you guys know, Naomi Osaka, she withdrew from um from the french open was it the mm, french open the french she, open. yeah she withdrew from uh because of mental health think- so um she's also you know i guess the um i guess the french open was the one that she was fined for um, right. 15,000 because she didn't uh-huh. appear before the press um was that something you're normally expected to do if you're right. you know if you're participating um you know in the open there so 
Uh, I mean, how do you guys feel about that? You know, just her and her mental health and not being able to, you know, appear before the press and even, you know, having to, having to ultimately just drop out of the competition altogether because of mental health. I mean, um, you know, other tennis players have their opinions about it. And then you got, you know, other people who, who have opinions about it too. So what, what do you guys think? I mean, in my opinion, I think you should take your mental health and your, your health period, whether it's mental or physical first, you know, you should take care of that first before anything else. You know, and like, like I said, she was having issues. I mean, because like, let's just think about it. If she's having mental issues, she's not going to be focused on playing. She's not going to be focused on you know to, to play her best. And anytime when you, especially when you're a professional athlete, when you step out there, you know, what I'm saying you want to be able to give it your all and give it in you know, give it your best. But if you have, you know, uh, ailment, whether it be mental or physical, you, you know, it's not it's not good for you. You know what I'm saying? It, it, and it's something that it's going to, it's going to bother you. You're not going to be able to, you know, give every, give it your all, you know? So I don't, I don't blame her for, you know, for withdrawing because, because she's dealing with something, you know, now I know, uh, you know, professional athletes are, are obligated to uh, talk to, you know, uh, media and stuff like that, you know, or, and if they don't, they get fined for it, you know? So, I mean, it's, I mean, if, she, if, if you're dealing with something that's a mental issue, I mean, I don't see why anybody else. They, I mean, once you once they find that out, I think they should understand. You know, I know you have you know your proper protocol, and and you have to you have to do it. Well, yeah, but, let me ask you this too, Melody, because you got players who who think that well, she's she's been playing tennis for years and she's been doing these um, press you know press conferences for years, so she she knows what's required of her. Why, you know, why even, you know, I guess go to the, the French open in the first place, you know, or why even try to participate, you know? Well, I mean, so, I mean, what do you say to those people too, that, that think that maybe she I should mean, have just kind of toughed it, tough through it and, and made it, you know? I mean, I guess I can understand what they're saying, but at the same time, they're not going through it. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, they can't really relate when you're a professional athlete, you got to, you are, you already have a lot to deal with, you know, just being a professional athlete, mm-hmm. you know, with uh, engagements and, and obligations you have with, you know, whoever you're, you're sponsored by or whatever, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's, they have a lot on their plate, you know, including their own, uh, their own problems and, and their families, you know, whatever those people think, you know what I'm saying? They can think it all they want, you know, but, and, and in the end it's ultimately her decision to, to play or not play, you know, and what's best for her, she's gonna she's gonna take what's best for her. Mm-hmm. So I mean, she she didn't she didn't she didn't let anybody influence her to do anything else, other than you know, to just herself, you know, taking herself out, you know. And that's a good point. I get I get what you're saying, Mildred. Uh, I mean, another question could be. I mean, um, I saw I read that you know someone may say you know that she well she actually she made fifty five million last year playing uh-huh. tennis. So, I mean, someone else may, you know, ask a question of what, what type of mental health issues can you have that are that bad for you to not or, or withdraw, you know, from a, from a French Open or not even show up to a press conference? You know, what what mental health issues are that bad? So, I mean, how do you guys, how would y'all respond to that? I mean, they, they, they're not dealing with it. So, I mean, 
they can have every opinion that they want, but I mean, they don't. At the end of the day, they don't know. And she knows, you know. Mm-hmm. So she's got to deal with it. You don't. Yeah, I'm saying like Serena Williams said, replied to a question like that. She said. You first of all, you're not on the level that I'm on mm-hmm. to be asking me that to be saying that. How dare I feel this certain way? Mm-hmm. That you don't right. know what I deal with on a daily basis, right? Right. And it's best now she do it, does it now while she's young, instead of pushing through it like a lot of us do. Mm-hmm. And right. then she really has a bad breakdown, and then she won't be able to recruit from that. Right. right. Yeah. And now her career is down the drain. I'm down the drain. So it's better that she deals with it because she she's, you know, the first step to any type of addiction or dealing with it is admission. And she's admitting it. She's going to get help. And then after she recovers, then she can come back. I think you know, she, it, yeah. Go ahead, Brent. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm just saying because I, I don't think, e- even though she signed up for this or, you know, she beat Serena and all that good stuff. Still, yet she still may not know how to really deal with it. I rem- you remember Ricky Williams? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And ha- when he did interview, I thought something was wrong with him, but that was just his way of uh, politely telling reporters if you when he kept his uh, helmet and shoulder pads on, because mm-hmm. you know he said he said he was talking to Shannon Sharp and he was saying how like. He just came from practice. He's going to the interview. He just said that. The first thing, take your helmet off. Take it out of there. I'm like, man, hold up, man. Who are you talking to? <laughs> and he said that it was a level of respect for him, but I thought something wrong with him. But it, it wasn't. It, it wasn't. That was just his way of dealing with it. But back to, you know, you, you just heard what I said about Serena. She said, y- y'all are not out here. Yeah. So that's the truth. So she basically saying the hell with y'all. <laughs> what y'all got to say? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's that? Marshawn Lynn said, "I'm just here so I won't get fined." Fine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just out here so I won't get fined. Yeah. So I mean, some people don't like to do interviews and talk. They don't. They're not. They don't like. Do, they, they're not built for that. Right. And then sometimes. You you have reporters that are out there, and and, and media people out there who are ruthless disrespectful. and disrespectful. All of that, you know, they can ask you all kinds of crazy questions, and yeah, some folks just don't rather not fool with. Yeah, yeah. and it's a lot of pressure, um, especially on the younger person. Um, when you got you know just kind of you know that's a lot of attention um, coming your way, um, right. You know, and there's a lot been going on, especially, um, you know, with people of color in our communities. That's right. Um, and I know Naomi Osaka deals with those those issues of race as well um, right. in that sport. Um, yeah, she got it on both sides. Yeah, That's she right. deals with it. Yeah, from yeah, from on both sides of her family. And so just that pressure alone, you know, plus, you know, you got the, the world watching you, you know. Um, your your household name, you know, a and star. I'm waiting for you to make a mistake, right? So people are exactly you. so people are constantly watching you, constantly talking about you, uh, and if you make a mistake, you know, don't let it be a, a big one because they're gonna they're gonna drag a name through the mud, right. you know, uh, like some probably, people are trying to do now, right? And um, just think, she probably sits and thinks about that. Going, oh Lord, I gotta 
got to deal yeah. with this. Oh, Lord, I got to deal with that. Yeah. Oh, what did I get myself into? And it's not, I don't think it's anything wrong with, um, with thinking that. Because that we all, you know, we all mm-hmm. get to that point where the pressure just is building up. You know, and sometimes it's hard to, to even think or do anything under the pressure because you just don't know right uh, what, which yeah. way to go sometimes or what to do. So I think like you guys saying, it, I think she played it safe. Um, it's, like you said, it's better that she does it now because she is younger. You know, get it out the way now. Get help now. Uh, right. Figure out what's, you know, what's triggering those, those, um, you know, those feelings or, or pressure or, or mental, um, those mental issues that she's having, you know, and, and just work it out. Um, I just say hats off to her. You know, I yeah. think she's she's standing up for. And you know, a lot of celebrities, they had her back. Both Venus and Serena had her back. Yeah. You know, and just yeah. just alone, just thinking what them two had to go through. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Being just, the yeah. first. Yeah, they went through a lot as well. All right. Hope you guys are enjoying the show. Hope you're liking what you're hearing. And I hope you like what you're going to hear next. We're going to take a break, but we're going to send you off with this song. And we'll be back right after.
Uh, we got um, our relationship series. Yeah, you guys excited? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> They talk yeah. about some relationships. I was good to talk about the opposite sex. He talking about women's. He said the opposite, y'all. Right. Yeah. Um, he said the opposite. Um, so, right. so first, first topic <laughs> is long distance relationships. Um, how do you guys see it, seeing that you guys are in the dating field, you know, and how would you guys approach it? And just what are y'all thoughts about it? You know, long distance. How do y'all do how you do it? Right. Well, I mean, I think, it's, in, in my opinion, I think it's very possible, you know, whether, you know, whether it be uh, a, a car ride away, you know, a couple of hours or, or, or maybe a few hours drive or versus, you know, you might have to get on a plane to go see that person. Uh, so, I mean, I, it's really between those two people, you know, and then how they think um, it'll work, you know. Because of course, you know when you when you're in, especially when you're in the dating phase, you want to you want to you want to see that person as much as possible. You want to you know, and and it's now I think it's a lot easier because you have stuff like this. You have Zoom, mm-hmm. uh, you can text messaging and all that type of video calling and and all, all that type of stuff where it'll, it'll make it a little bit easier. You can like, you can lay eyes on that person. You can see them. You can have conversations with them. Nothing, of course, nothing is the same as actually being around that person physically, you know, but I, I think it, I think it can be very possible. Like I said, as long as those two people are, you know, committed, you know, to, to getting uh, to know each other, you know? So, I mean, that's, that's how I feel. Yeah. And like you said, that's a good point that you bring up. Um, Cause it, it really should be easier now with social media. I mean, not social media, but with uh, digital, Oh, these digital Dating. platforms like uh, right. Zoom and, and those sorts of things. So it definitely should be a lot easier. Now you can actually see each other. You got FaceTime. You got these other things. Yeah. You know, it also so, it also takes out the catfish factor because you can see who you're talking to. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's a good thing too. So that's really good. Brent, what do you what do you think about it? Long distance relationships. Well, um, it's it's very possible, but it can also be a little difficult because. You know, you can't always see the person, you know, versus you in the same city that they're in every day. But mm-hmm. what the sweet part about it is when y'all do see each other, it, it can be very joyful. Yeah. Right. So, what yeah. Do, I mean, do y'all think it takes a lot of effort on both individuals? It does. Like, do both people have to be like. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, let me. Well, let me. Can I can we get your opinion? I mean, because didn't you for a little bit, it was a little bit of a long distance, you know, for for you? Yeah, I mean, are you, so, and then with, with long distance, how long are we talking, like how far away? I guess like, if you, if you lived in two different cities, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I say, a couple hours drive, mm-hmm. or, you know, even that, even I don't know, I guess you can consider an hour drive a long oh, distance, you know, okay. you know, I mean, even in, like I say, not living, I guess say not living in the same city, and it takes it, it, it actually takes a full on effort to get to that person. Like whether, you know, whether you got to drive, you know, some distance or you got to fly mm-hmm. or, or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So, right. I mean, I guess, I guess it's what I'm, that's what, that's the thing I'm trying to get at. I get what you're saying. Cause I guess there's levels, levels to this, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> the long distance. You got long, long distance. Right. Right. You, you got, got like this stuff you see on, like you stuff you see on like TV where you got somebody, 
Uh, I don't know if I ever showed y'all that video of that guy. He was supposed to have been dating this woman in, in the Ukraine, and he lived in, like, Iowa or something like that. Oh, and, you know, wow. every time – he like, this dude spent, like, $80,000 on this woman. Like, he was constantly sending her money. He would buy plane tickets for her to come to America or for him to go over there. And something – every time that it came time to do it, something would happen, <laughs> you know. And I think she would, like – take those tickets and cash them in and just take the money, you know what I'm saying? Oh. And she would say, Oh, it's storming here. And I, I can't come or, 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 or she, and then once she kept suggesting that they go to like Mexico, you know, from like, and he was like, well, that's kind of hard because you in the Ukraine and you want to fly from the Ukraine all the way to Mexico. He was like, that's like $5,000 just on a plane ticket. You know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. And it was going to take some serious money to get her there, you know, and I said, and, I, and, I, and of course he was getting played the whole entire time, yeah. you know, but I mean, that right there, I, I wouldn't be up for that because that's just too far, you know, you know, even, that's, that's even maybe distance. Yeah. Even like I said, and even two different States. I mean, mm -hmm. if you're, you can, like I said, you can probably make that work. Like I said, especially now with, with the, platforms you have of mm -hmm. a video calling and, and then uh yeah and text messages and all that type of stuff it, that'll make it a little bit easier because, because you are you know quite a distance away yeah. and then of course you have the two different cities you know that's a that's a uh, another level as well you know mm -hmm. where you have to get in the car and drive and it may, you know what I'm saying it might take you a little bit to get there you know but you're still able you, you, you know you still right you're still able yeah. to do it you know so i guess that's I think uh, that that's easier. Two two different cities is easier. Um, if you're in two different states, it's a little harder. But right. if both people are committed, you can make it work. Right. Um, I have a friend that's in a relationship right now, a girl in a whole other state. But they fly, they fly like to, they fly to each other on the weekends, right. uh, just yeah. to, just to spend time. It's crazy. I'm like, how y'all even doing this right now? How y'all playing? I mean, what? Um, well, I mean, right now I mean, it might it might not be too hard because you know right. planes, tickets, and stuff is cheap now. Yeah, it's cheaper now, but they're I mean they're in that position to where they can do it and they're willing to do that for each other. Oh. So I'm just saying, if you find that person that's willing to pretty much put in that same effort as right. you, then it, it doesn't feel as hard. The the work or the the effort you put in doesn't feel as bad. Um, like um, Ashley, you know, uh, my wife, I would, the first time we dated now, um, you know, we broke up and then we dated again. But the first time we dated, she lived in a whole nother city than me. And there would be times where I would be off of work um, and I would drive down to the city just to, just to go take her to get coffee. And then I would drive back home. Uh, right. And it was like, you know, almost close to an hour away, um, you know, just to go see her. But, you know, and there are, or I would drive down, you know, you know, to take her to go somewhere. But it was, you know, it's just that, you know, if you, you find someone that y'all y'all are both, you know, willing to give in the relationship and um, and the other person is willing to, you know, pretty much receive that, then, I mean, I think it's worth it, you know, and she, you feel like that person's the one or could be the one and it's right. worth it, man. Um, you know, right. and, I, and just effort too. If the, if you know this other person's giving the same amount of effort, then okay, I think it's it's cool. Um, yeah. If the other person, if you can tell that some other things are going on, the other person's not giving as much effort, 
um, in a relationship, but you are the one who keeps pursuing and, and going out of your way to make things happen. But, you know, the other person's not really into it, then you probably need to think twice. But um, I was hoping you make time for it, what man. you want. You're right. You're right. Now, now let me let me add let me add another uh, another uh, I, I don't want to call it a stipulation, but let me add something on to that. Mm-hmm. So, within a long distance relationship, the very okay, let's just say the very first time, or really the very first or the, the very first few times, I should say, mm-hmm. should the guy travel first i think so like would you ever have a woman come travel to you uh you know some some women some women would probably do it i'm not gonna say it won't it I, yeah I, I i yeah some i would do it I, yeah, I, um but i think if this is some someone you could really you really maybe see a possibility with I would suggest traveling to her first. You, you. I think it's that's what I would say. You right. want to meet her, and if she's got, she has family there, you want to get to know them. Right. You know, you get, you know, you get your impression uh, that way. You know, and then you can, you know, I guess you can see how things are really are. You know, and see if you know what she's been saying is true. You know about right. what she has and what she does and those types of things. You know. Right. But are you saying this? Yeah, I've been dating for a while or is this y'all first time meeting each other or what well i'm i'm when when i say that i'm talking about as far as in in the beginning stages like i mean Mm -hmm. like like let's just say for example first date and y'all say y'all want to meet up like shouldn't i i feel like the guy should travel to the woman to go you know to take her out or whatever you know i Mm -hmm. think she instead of having her travel to him you know because i and the reason why I say that because I know somebody, uh, a friend of mine, uh, or a friend of mine's friend that I met, she uh, she she was telling me about her, and she was like, "Yeah, she went to go see this guy," and, uh, and the very first time that they ever met, she drove from, I think she drove from like Dallas to Houston, and I'm like, "That's a four-hour drive." Yeah, and I'm like, and and I'm like, what? She went to go see him. He didn't. He like he didn't make no effort to come to that come see her. Another thing right. too you can do, Meldrick, is y'all can y'all can meet halfway. Halfway, y'all can. Right. Um, so just to make it fair on everyone, y'all just find right. a, a halfway meeting point and just meet up there and find something. There ain't no there. good halfway point between Dallas and Houston. Really? Not that. Not not going that way because that's forty five. You taking Highway forty five. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so there's nothing really. Nothing really out there, <laughs> but right. I mean, I see what you say because I see what y'all a, saying. Meeting, a meeting spot, right? Yeah. I see yeah. what y'all saying on the first date, you know. Because I would even say the first, the first couple of dates or, or whatever, you know, what I'm saying I wouldn't like it. Like, if, if if that was if it was that far of a distance, you know, four hour drive. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have no woman drive four hours to come see me. Mm. You know, especially not the first time. You know, and uh, and then uh, like because I, I think because to me and to me as far as on a woman's side, I think that's 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 dangerous because you don't know this person. You know, what I'm saying you need to go somewhere like like if they, if he yeah. came to visit you, you could go to places where you you know people or you know what I'm saying you know where it's 
um, it's, it's busy, you know, there's a lot of people around or something like that versus you going to where he is. Uh, you don't know. You don't know you nobody. Don't, right. You don't know nobody. You don't know what could happen. You don't know what he got set up. You know what I'm saying? None of that. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I think because in, in this particular case, uh, she went and she went to his house. And I'm like, okay, no, that's 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 dangerous. Know, that's, that's, that's yeah. dangerous. She she shouldn't have did that. Um, right, no, that was, I was like, no, you. And you but I think that's dangerous on the brother to, on the dude's part. I would, I mean, we had yeah, no either way neutral place because I don't really know you. Yeah. I don't know if you're crazy. So either let's me. Okay, if it's if if, if if this is me, either yeah, let we can meet halfway, or I don't mind driving down there, but. I mean, you need I to find it. somewhere to meet that's not at some other person's right. house, I, right? Because I, I don't know you yet, like that, right? So, right. And you don't know me, so yeah. And then yeah, also sense. let me know your psyche. You let me come to your house. We just first done, right? Yeah, that. yeah. Even if, and I mean, some people been talking. You know, some people may have you know been communicating for a while. They may have been talking for a while on the phone but it's just when you meet up in person it's just a different i just think i think it's different rules man mm-hmm. like even right. even if y'all have been talking for a while and y'all have zoomed and seen each other on uh you know this kind of the, these digital formats when you meet up with someone man you just don't know you just never know who you that still person don't is. know right except so they can be put on a uh, front right exactly. you know their whole entire time so you always want to meet them in a neutral spot first Right, uh, somewhere where it's not where, where the other person lives, you know. Right, so exactly. On her part, I think that was unsmart. Did her? Did she? Did she and this guy end up getting a relationship, or no? Or, I think she said. I think she stayed. She stayed over there a couple of days. A couple uh, of days. Okay, I, I want to say it was like a weekend thing. You know, she mm-hmm. was there. Um, she stayed stayed there, and I think they. I think what she was telling me, they ended up getting into like an argument or something, mm-hmm. and. You know, and I think he he told her to get out. He told her to leave. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang, I said, in the first place, you should have never been at his house in the first place. What are you doing? Yeah, like, I didn't tell like I and I'm I was expressing that to her friend, and I was like, Why is she and then she said that we tried to tell her that, you know. And I said, But you know, some people are just they just gone, yeah. They, right. They just they they got a mindset, I'm gonna do this because it, right. it, it and I don't know. I don't know. I don't, and I don't want to call it. I'm, I'm not saying that person was desperate or nothing, but it's that you just that wasn't smart. It was that, that was a bad. That, that definitely was, wasn't smart or wise. Yeah, it wasn't a good decision. Part. Right. So, and I mean, yeah. how does she know the dude has a car that even works if she doesn't? You know. You know. You want, right. probably want to do that too. Meet somewhere uh, neutral. I mean, you want to know the person who has transportation. Right. Uh, that even you know that even works. You know, yeah. <laughs> they can even get to you if they need to. So, right. It just like you said, it wasn't smart on her part. Right. Uh, to do that, that definitely wasn't smart. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely agree with the guy. You know, going out his way. You know, to meet. You know, if they, if they, if you going, you know, if if someone's driving to somebody, the guy I would say should be the one driving. You know. At least first, you know. At least first, right? At least first, at least first, right. at least first. And because yeah, he, I, and is at that point, because if he's not willing to come see you, like how do you, how do you right. know he's really into you? Into you, right? And right, yeah. And that speaks volumes too to girls who, who see that and they're like, oh man, he's willing to drive this far to see me and spend time with me. He right. must really care about me. So that does speak right. volumes. He does. Um, and so, 
I, I, I did it. I, yeah, I think it's okay, man. I really do. Yeah, yeah you hear stories about people that do it, that do it, and it works yeah. out. So, yeah, I, I definitely, I, I, I definitely think a long distance relationship can definitely work mm-hmm. as long as the two people that's in it, you know, actually mm-hmm. work for right, it. Right, right, yeah, most definitely, actually uh, work. Yeah, put in the work for real. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the one I wanted to throw at y'all real quick was uh, so oh, that wasn't it. No, that wasn't the one. That's just that mm. was just the that was just that was a part of the long distance. One. Oh. Uh, and so the one I wanted to throw at y'all real quick, and we can actually we can we can talk about it real quick, and then we can move on to the next one, and we can just you know pause it for another time. Uh, was and but it was just like so, you know. Let's just say you you're in a relationship. So in a relationship, what things, what is appropriate, what is what is acceptable and appropriate, and what are things that are unacceptable and inappropriate within a relationship? For example, let's just say you guys are having a, a get-together. What is appropriate attire for a get-together? Like, let's say you, you guys are inviting friends over. Like, how would you feel? Don't you come over here with no bonnet on. <laughs> well like well and how would you feel like you know we all know how we when we're all when we're by ourselves or with our significant other you know and it's just you guys or it's just you we all know how you'll dress you know what i'm saying you'll be comfortable now how do you feel about somebody being comfortable like your significant other being in their comfort clothing their lounge clothing, and you have other friends over. Uh, let's say, for example, oh. she has on like some boy shorts and like a a, a a flimsy shirt or a spaghetti strap shirt or something like that. But you got oh. your you got her friends over there, your friends over there. You know, like how would you feel about that? Or in the reverse, you know, if he walking around no shirt on, just boxes on, or you know, or he might be walking around in a towel, you know, or something like that. Or even even further, you have some friends come over there, and one of the friends is not dressed appropriately. Like how? What is what is or or what's what is appropriate? What is inappropriate? Like what do you consider acceptable, unacceptable? What's uh, and like almost disrespectful? Like would it be disrespectful to somebody come over there half dressed, or, or the person who who is hosting the party if they were like half dressed? Like so, we're talking about for like a party, like if, if you if not you just like a just a general gathering where we just well, happen to be together. Well, I mean, like oh, if, if you, you're you're hosting something, you're hosting you know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, you're hosting a party, and I, and I wouldn't even say you have to be just hosting a party. You could just have people over there. Like how how comfortable should you or should you not be mm-hmm. on versus the, the people hosting versus the people being hosted. So what's, like what what's is respectable? Right, what's and, respectable? And if y'all want, we can just leave it right there, and then we can come back to it later. I know, because I mean, we could probably that one, that subject we probably can talk about for a little while. I just wanted to like bring it up and get y'all's mind going real quick. You know, yeah. so if we want, we can just leave it there, and we can come back to it at a later date. Because I know we got some other other topics we got to get to. So yeah, but. Too, and just real quick, too, just I guess another thing for us to think on, I would even think about age. 
Because, I mean, uh-huh. things that I like, stuff I wear now, stuff is not necessarily what I would have wore like years right. ago. Yeah, when yeah, I yeah. was, you know, like younger. Right. And so that probably that may play a part in it too. Yeah. You know, how old are these people gathering together? Um, so that that will be a next show topic. Uh, Monique has a message. Um, it has been blowing up on social media. Um, but what the uh, or the advice that Monique is giving uh, to young women, uh, and and like I say, to just young people in general, you know, about what to do when you're out in public and and how to dress. And so, uh, but um, I mean, what do you guys think about what Monique said? Anytime Monique's do, hi, my sweet baby. She's getting ready to come at you with something. <laughs> First off. But, I mean, everybody didn't heard it. He ain't got to play it. But she talking about women out here wearing these bonnets on their head in public. You know, because she was going she, at the Atlanta airport, uh, going to Jackson, Mississippi, where she was um, doing her comedy show. And she said that's a lot what she saw. And she basically saying, when did y'all lose pride and how y'all dress? And the question, it, that's a good question. I mean, right. it, it kind of goes along with what Bell just brought up. It does, in a way. It kind of <laughs> ties right into it. It, it, it. So when have we gotten to the point where, and even us with wearing wave caps, is wearing it out in public like that, is that too much? Because... I know some dude that got a hairstyle like mine that wear wave caps and uh, do rags. I'm just going like, what are you waving wow. your scalp? <laughs> I guess like, he's just saving. He's he's protecting he, his scalp. Right. Are you thinking of the wonderful days of yesteryear when you had right. hair? But anyway, I digress. But I'm <laughs> I, I'm I agree with Monique. I don't think she said. Now a lot of people tried to get on Monique because she was in a bathrobe when she did that message. But she was in her hotel room and what like she was out in public. Right, I think right. she was in between takes in her show or whatever. But I mean, there are some of them head wrap things you wear with outfits, but sometimes you just be looking real ratchet if you out going to you just making a run to Walmart. Bro, I mean yeah, I mean, y'all seen it before it does. I mean, how's it look? It, I, to me, I don't like it. Man, it it only it don't just stop with the bonnet on the head. It'd be the whole outfit, <laughs> right? Like you, you wear got people, pajamas to Walmart, and man, let me tell you that that's that's the one fuzzy flippers, right? That she was and, talking. Like I seen this, I seen these these two chicks. One chick was pregnant. The other chick was let's just say she was uh, she was she was larger. I'll just put it like this. Both of them, the pregnant chick had a half shirt on. Her baby stomach is all out. You can see all of it. I'm like, and she had on these little bitty shorts, and the other one was dressed just like her. I'm like, okay, what are y'all doing? Like, you know good and well you got half of your everything showing, and you you pregnant. The other one, you shouldn't be wearing. Either one of y'all should be wearing either what y'all wearing. <laughs> Because it's just like it's ridiculous. It's like no, that's I, it's nasty. I mean, I don't. It's, I'm like, what are you doing? Have some modesty, you know. Like, but neither they was they was they was ratchet, and they was they was unfortunately they they did not care at all. I mean, because they one the other one, the pregnant girl was just kept pulling her shirt up, and I'm like, nobody wants to see all that. What are you doing? Like, come on. I- 
Oh, I'm sorry, Melvin. No, I'm, I'm just saying it was just it was it was a it was a terrible sight to see. Right. And I'm like, and what did are you feel embarrassed for him? Yeah, but they didn't. I I was like, why? I, yeah, yeah, I did, and I'm like, but they they was unembarrassed. They was they did not care. They and like I said they, a, they man, are you are you even attracted to that? When no, you see that? no, not at all. No. See someone dressed like that. Yeah, and then like I remember being little. We granted did not want to cook, so we went out to go get some chicken. She went and whatever she had her hair wrapped in, she took that off. She combed it up a little bit. She looked very pre- presentable, and I, I just remember because I just she wasn't gonna go out looking any type. Of, and that's what she said: "Don't you go out here looking any type of way." Right, and I remember if like if if, <laughs> if you was trying to uh, catch a man's attention. Uh, he gonna look right past you, you know. If you going out looking any old kind of way, he right. Like if he if he if that man is supposed to be your husband, you are gonna be delayed because he gonna look right by you. Like uh, I don't I don't notice who she is because right. she's looking like who did it and what for. Is that what they say? Is it that the saying? Yeah, who did it and what for? That's exactly <laughs> what they say. But I mean, you, you yeah, exactly. You be like. And then, like, if you see them and they all dolled up, oh, that was me and Rock. What? That was you? Nah. Right. You look like two different people. Them two mm-hmm. different women's. <laughs> and I'm just, you know, like Monique said, she said, "When did we lose pride?" And that's not just for the sisters. You know, uh, uh, brother, we can't be going out, out here. Yeah, I didn't see that too. Beaters. You got your pants down here. I never did understand sagging, especially when I got the full definition of what that really meant. And I was right. like, and y'all still out here doing it? Okay. Yeah. 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 Right. It's, it to me, yeah. What she said was spot on, man. It's like when do we lose pride mm-hmm. in how we look, you know, and how we dress. Uh, because some you, of the stuff is just 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 does not look good or, or right. appealing, man. Right. Cause you, I mean everybody and, and and I and when I say this, no matter what race you are, Right. Because and like the two girls I was talking about, one girl was white and one girl was black, and both of them was was a hot mess. I, yeah, and both was a hot mess. And I'm like, you have when you go out like that, you're going to get looked at by everybody, no matter mm-hmm. what race they are and anything, no mm-hmm. what background they are. Everybody going to look at you and be like, why? why, why would you? You know, what I'm saying like you you gonna get and it's unfortunate you're gonna get judged by you know by your appearance yeah you know so i mean it's like you never know who you're gonna meet you never know who you are you never know who you're gonna meet right yeah let's just say for example you was looking for a job and somebody who's hiring they saw you right you know and they was like oh well and then you and let's just say you end up showing up for an interview and he was like oh i saw that person out at uh right and and they were dressed a certain way, it was like, oh, I don't want that at my company. No, they're gonna skip right over you. All right, and we just got through talking to our sister that just moved to an area where there's a lot of African Americans, and she was just saying, you be out somewhere and you meet somebody and say, oh, I'm giving business card, or oh, I'm the manager at here. Give me a call, or something whenever you get ready. If you and you, so, and I don't think they do that to you if you sitting up here looking okay. like yeah. you're ready to go to bed. Right, <laughs> so right. I mean, we have to. You, yeah, I mean that. Uh, yeah, you do. You, you have to have some type of level 
of professionalism at all times. Mm-hmm. Not and like Monique saying, don't women, you ain't got to put on no whole front lace wig, whatever you call them. You ain't got to get no hot comb ready to do your hair and all that. You can slap on a wig or you can just and you ain't even got a doll up. You ain't even got to put no, on no makeup or nothing like that. All that. Yeah. Brother, yeah. you ain't got to put uh Back in the nineties, crease or in the eighties, crease your pants so hard you mm-hmm. can't. You ain't got to do all that. If you got you just a nice slack, you just need to run up to Walmart and go get some ice right. for Mama because she got she need to cool some sodas. Right. Yeah. You can, I, I can see you. I can see you even. In, you could even. You could even throw some sweats on, and you know, and run and go to the store. Yeah. Like it, mm-hmm. I mean, because that's better than you know, especially from what I saw. That's better than that, or or looking crazy. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's just like, come on now, you, you put on put on something presentable. You know right. what I'm saying? Don't don't be out here looking, looking uh, terrible. Yeah, yeah, any oh. kind of way. Yeah, I had no problem. And then of course everybody then got on Monique. She had a second video. She said, "I'll wait until y'all realize what I'm saying." You give me the title auntie, so I'm gonna tell you like tell an you aunt. Like a, I'm gonna yeah. tell you. Right. If you, when you're wrong, and see, yeah. that's another thing that's wrong with this generation. You can't tell them nothing. Yeah, they yeah. think they know every doggone thing. Yeah, yeah, you can't tell that's some true. people. If you, they, if if you try to correct somebody or or help somebody, they feel like, oh, you can't tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's, and it's not like it's not they. It's not like they're trying to tell you what to do. Yeah. They they're trying to assist you to help, to help better you yourself. Look out yeah. for you. Yeah. Yeah, and y'all if right. they didn't yeah, care correction. nothing about you, they let, gonna let you out here and continue being ignorant. But since I care something about your behind, mm-hmm. let me tell you about yourself. Right. Yeah. 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 And that's, and, that, and I think that's all, and that's all boils down to a uh, a prideful situation there. Right. Yeah. You know. And even maybe to you know maybe I don't know maybe like parenting too. Yeah. You know, I mean, you just let your kids do whatever they want to do. Um, yeah. I mean, you got to set rules and, and boundaries um, so they know, you know, when they get older, you know, um, you know, these are things you have to do, as right. you, know, you know, as a mature adult, you know, you got these are rules, things we got to follow, man. So right. um, like Monique was saying, it's, I don't know. And like y'all saying too, man, this youth, man, y'all, they, they don't always want to listen. They think they know what's <laughs> better. Uh, last topic here, um, Brent, is this story of optimistic. Yeah, uh, I'm sure you got that on lock. So what's what's up with awesome with optimistic? Well, let's start off. The definition of optimistic is is hopeful and confident about the future. And um, it's just so weird how this happened. And you know, to some of y'all may not be a big deal, but it was to me when when it happened. And hope and it, it was big to Meldrick and Braxton too. Um, I know y'all know who the producers, the baddest two producers in the game, um, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. These brothers are responsible for control. Mm. Uh, nasty girl. And uh, uh, can you, can you stand a rain? And uh, I don't if know it if is like that, love, but... why do I feel this way? Why does she stay on my mind? And my, 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 my. Mm. That's, that's, how the, that's how the song goes. I didn't. My, 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 my. I didn't know the song. Halfway I didn't know the song. Like that. But, anyway, 
<laughs> anyway, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, they are responsible for these iconic songs and records from back in the 80s and 90s. And also the song Optimistic by the Sounds of Blackness, which is the one that first single 30 years ago. So anyway, I did a tribute post to um, that song and it was written and produced by Teddy Jam, I mean, Teddy Jam, I'm thinking of Teddy Riley, uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis and performed by Sounds of Black- Blackness led by the Queen of Inspirational Soul, Ann Nashby. And I posted it and who liked and reposted the post was Jimmy Jam. Yeah. Jimmy Jam. He, I woke up the next morning and I'm going like, mm-hmm. I said, wait a minute, that's a blue check. That's an authorized page. Yeah. And then um, I said, that's the real Jimmy Jam. Yeah. He reposted and I mean, I know some of y'all are like, what's the big deal? I mean, but you heard me give this brother's credit what he's done in music and just the simple fact of knowing the the definition of that song of the meaning optimistic is hopeful and confident about the future and because I, I was just there we in my own mind dealing with some thing and wondering how come we're not growing as fast like i would like us to grow and then god had to knock me down a peg or two and I remember when we was on our fast at the beginning of the year. And in dealing with this, he kept saying, trust the process. So this was just something else to just make me think <clears throat> we're on the right track. So to so some of the saints out there that listen to our show, they said, well, it ain't scripturally sound. Okay, let me go to the Bible. Now, optimist is not in the Bible, but those same words, hopeful and confidence, it's in the word. And in Romans 15 and 13, it says, now may the God of hope fill you with all the joy and peace and believing that you may abound in hope and the power of the Holy Ghost. And then Philippians 4, 4 through 8, it says, rejoice in the Lord always, I say rejoice. Let your greatness be evident to all. And then the last part, the Lord is near. I don't know why, but that did something to me when I read that part saying the Lord is near. So that just lets me know with knowing I'm hopeful and confident what's happening for us as a as a radio show, as I becoming more of a force in the community where you can hear good um, new information news from the three of us as three young African-American brothers that, that are just trying to put positive things out here for you to listen to, but also to you that's listening. Continue to be hopeful and confident about the future and know that God is near. He has not forgotten about you, especially if you're doing things the right way. Right. And then like our pastor, he's been teaching, it's okay to be refilled, refilled and refueled don't be, don't, don't, don't do things and just to, um, out of a routine, let it, let it be that, that feeling that you had, like when you first received Christ into your life. So don't just let it be a, just a continuous thing where it's just repetition. It's just on a routine. I'm just reading my Bible just because I'm supposed to. I'm just going in here to go pray just because I'm supposed to, or I'm just going to fast because I'm supposed to. Cause let me tell you something, you're not doing God a favor. Don't think you're doing God a favor. He owned everything like Bishop was saying in this series. 
he, he owns a cattle on a thousand hill. Everything belonged to him. He's out <laughs> missing. He's everywhere at the same time. But, and also in that, just continue to be confident and hopeful in the things that you are working on, that it's not in vain. And Melvin Braxton, what we're doing is not in vain. God is with us, and he's going to see us through to the end, and we're going to have a good year. And I'm, I'm totally optimistic. After posting that on the song, Optimistic, and then the person that created the song, Optimistic, by Sounds of Blackness, liked and shared, and then I got that little revelation with whatever you want to call it. It just, it helped me. It, it really helped me to look at things that are different from it. And then him, what our pastor's been teaching, I'm being refueled. I'm not just looking at things as repetition. Continue to have right. that love for it because it's for your good. It's for your better. It's for your better. Right. ABNB family, thank you once again for tuning in to our show. We hope you guys enjoyed it. We hope you come back. Visit us again. We're going to be here the same time, same day every week. Okay. Please do not forget to also follow us on our social media platforms. We're on Twitter at BNB Empower, Instagram at BNB Empower 3, Facebook at BNB Tell It Like It Is, and also on YouTube at BNB Empower. All right, so we're going to go ahead and send y'all off with this last song. We hope y'all be blessed, and we'll see y'all next week. Keep, keep on.